Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Hello and welcome again to another edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett here with HuskerOnline.com. Off Court is brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill and Tavern 180 in Lincoln. They are our proud title sponsor. Get on into both Lincoln locations on 30th and Yankee Hill. They are the official sports bar and restaurants of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan's. And Trey and Bryce joining us here in studio as... I think you guys got your bags packed out in the car. I mean, you're ready to get home. This is a rare break that you guys get. Um, how nice is this going to be just to, to get an opportunity, um, Bryce, to go back home? I know you, you've moved to Lincoln here for the last few months, but I'm sure you've missed home, and it's got to be nice to get a chance to go back home, Bryce. Uh, yes, sir, definitely. Uh, really just a chance to, um, you know, uh, get our bodies back right. Um, we've been going at it hard for about, I would say, two months, two months now. Um, you know, learning, uh, you know, just gelling together, really, and just getting a chance to go back home, you know, see the family again before, you know, um, this long stretch that we have. So, it's, you know, just it'll be real good just to, you know, be be back with them. And now, Trey, I, I know the last time you guys were home, uh, based off your guys' social media, I don't know if you guys left a basketball gym. I mean, it seems like you were always working out, playing open runs. You know, it was like you just—I <laughs> don't know how much of a break from basketball you actually got. Is that going to be on tap again this time, where uh, you know it won't just be sitting on the couch this whole time while you're gone? Um, most definitely. Um, while I'm home, actually, I want to go to try to go to New York or Dallas or somewhere just to get away, kind of work out a little bit, but really just trying to get away, clear my mind. Okay, so you guys are going to be gone. I mean, you leave this week, and then what time? When do you get back? Uh, I think I get back the nineteenth. I'm going back early. I'm going back like the fourteenth, fifteenth, fourteenth or fifteenth. All right, and so what, after your your rest and relaxation workouts, whatever, uh, back home, you get back, and then what's on tap for you guys? What, what's what's next on the schedule for for the team and, and for you guys as, as players? Um, I think coach said we got five weeks um left of workouts. Um so he said it'll be like three oh threes, um, some team stuff, but mm-hmm. um he said after those five weeks we'll have forty days left, um, until first game and I mean he was just saying it it time flies. Yeah, I mean I guess it's starting to get real now. I mean you get this one last little break and then you're basically in into season mode. You're mm-hmm. you're starting that off, Bryce. I mean, this is a, the first experience for you here. How how excited are you this for this? I mean, it's been kind of a, a wild off season. You've you've been around, but you know now now things are getting real, and you got a game coming up in, in a short amount of time. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. You know, um, just to be able to go out and compete uh, with the great group we have, uh, be able to you know um, share this moment with the fans, uh, finally get people on campus when um, mm-hmm. 
and really just feel, you know, all the energy, all the good vibes, and, you know, win. So it's, it's going to be exciting. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Off Court is brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill in Tavern 180 on 30th and Yankee Hill. Guys, we're talking food here. Where's the first place you go get food when you go back home? You got to, like, when that plane lands, you're going to go right to your favorite spot you've been missing while you've been in Lincoln? Um, I'm probably going to go to Waffle House. Waffle House, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Southern tradition. There's one in Kansas City. If you ever just really want to get crazy and go on like a three-hour car drive, you can go. I think Kansas City has about the closest Waffle House. Maybe St. Joe, Missouri, or is it Kansas City? Uh, I don't know if there's one in St. Joe. I think it's KC. Well, I'm probably going to, you know, Grandma going to cook for sure. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the obvious kill. What about Zaxby's? I know that was your spot. Yeah, that was like that was my favorite. No, was That's your Slim Chickens back home, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have Slims out there. But oh, yeah. all right. Well, obviously the other big news of the week: uh, your guy Delano getting drafted uh, in the second round by the, his hometown Toronto Raptors. Uh, I know. If, I think especially you, Trey. I think you said when we he first decided he was going to keep his name in the draft that. You thought he made the right choice. I know yeah, a lot I knew of going to get picked up. Yeah, a yeah, lot of definitely. other people were questioning that. You know, it's like, well, this is a guy that, you know, wasn't even starting at the end of the year, had a had a rough, you know, tail end of the season. You know, there's there's no way he's going to get drafted, but clearly what the NBA people were looking for was a lot different than what casual fan watching you guys on TV was watching. What why did you think that he had such a good chance? And and what did you see that maybe other people didn't? Um, I mean, he's 6-9 with a handle. Um, playmaker can pass great vision. And I mean his upside. Um, I mean he started his jump shot started getting better um the end of the summer to where um it was pretty pretty much knocked down. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean just seeing that um itself and then um one of my coaches um he kinda told me from talking to GM and mm-hmm. um scouts or whatever, um that Lana was a lock for second, uh nice. that everybody said it so yeah i was excited when i heard that well i know that toronto had those two back-to-back picks and i think there's something to be said that he was the first of those back-to-back i mean i I don't know how much you want to read into that but i think that 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 does show that he was a priority guy for them and obviously there's a lot of reasons with his connections there but you know he he gets drafted then gets on a plane the next morning then he's hanging out at drake's house (laughs) like what a ride i mean you know bryce obviously you know you're one of many guys on this team that has nba aspirations and to see a player that was one of Fred Hoiberg's first commits, mm-hmm. you know, spent two years kind of perfecting his craft here, uh, and despite some ups and downs, was able to achieve that goal uh, in, in a short amount of time. You know, what does that say to you uh, when you look at your decision to come here and the path that you ultimately want to go on? Uh, well, first of all, you know, I'm happy for Delano. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's every kid's dream, so I'm happy for him. But really, uh, just seeing that you know just trust the process um you know just buy into uh what you know coaches have to say uh you know the the play style is it's a it's everything you know he went the pre-draft uh he killed it you know he he played you know pretty good um he showed what he could do and you know it it rolled mm-hmm. over to the draft well i know one of the comments he's made you know i think but even while he was going through the draft process and after was you know, the stuff he was doing in those individual workouts with, with teams, you know, mm-hmm. leading up to the draft, it was identical yeah. to what you guys yeah. do on a daily basis in practice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the style of play that they, they do the little film sessions with the, the NBA executives and, and GMs and coaches. 
and you know it was the exact same style of offense right. that you guys are running here uh, I mean does that kind of further I mean sell it that mm-hmm. you know what what you're doing right now in these workouts and what you're going to be doing uh, over these next 40 days when you get back leading into the season is going to be exactly what you'll see when you do make that jump to the NBA and go through that pre-draft process yourselves. Yeah, like, a, you know, Coach, he's, he, Coach Hoiberg, he's coached at the highest level um, as, as long as, Co- uh, as well as Coach Nate. So, you know, they're putting us, they want to see us succeed. So they're putting us through the same things that, you know, they're doing at the highest level. And just being, like I said, buying in uh, is everything. You know, just listening and learning every day and, you know, getting 1% better. So, uh yeah, like you said, um, as you know, them putting us in a position to be great is everything. Now, Trey, we've got a full show on tap here. A couple of your teammates are going to be joining us here on Off Court. Give our listeners a tease on what's to come here on this edition of Off Court. This edition of Off Court, we're going to have um, Keon um, Edwards and Derek Walker on. So we're going to ask them a couple questions. Like, I mean, really just how they feel about the summer, um, whether how much they got better, um, things they kind of focused on, and really just the goals for the season individually um, as well as team goals they have. And I think one of the great things you guys have brought with this show, Trey, is you know, a lot of these guys that Coach Hoiberger have brought in have been very accomplished, but they're all new faces. They've come from different places. They all have a story. And I think your show that we've been doing has allowed the fan base an opportunity to meet each one of these guys. So I think – that's one thing a lot of our listeners have mentioned. It's like it's great to get to meet these guys because even what Robin does in the day-to-day media stuff, they don't get a chance necessarily to talk to Keon or some of these guys on a regular basis like they do in, on the show. So I think it's really cool what you guys have done bringing these guys on. No, I'm definitely excited for this episode for sure. Well, what's crazy is that you know going back, Derek Walker before these little like so the past couple of weeks they've done these like small group media day sessions, and before those, Derek was the only player that did an in-person interview as a Cornhusker because I mean all last year COVID the guys you know with Trey everything was over Zoom and so those round table settings were the very first in-person interviews those guys had had at Nebraska so yes this getting to know process I think is extremely valuable both for the players and I think for you guys too to to be able to get out in front and and market yourselves a little bit and let people get to know who you are off the court well we come back Keon Edwards is going to join us here in studio he came from DePaul a Houston native and I'm sure he's got some great stories to share from his experience that got him to Nebraska. That's next here. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett of HuskerOnline.com. As you heard, our title sponsor is Tanner's and Tavern 180 on 30th and Yankee Hill. Get on into Tanner's. They are the official title sponsor here of Off Court with Trey and Bryce. And this segment, though, of the show is brought to you by our friends at A1 Automotive. They are your downtown Lincoln mechanic. Uh, They can fix 
fix your car, handle all your situations. Bryce went in there actually and had a check engine light come on and Kendall and the guys at A1 took good care of Bryce. Local, honest mechanics that are out for UNL students and have been around Lincoln for many, many years. So check out A1 Automotive here in downtown Lincoln. Uh, but guys, we've got a couple guests in studio we're going to hear from. I uh, want to start out first here though with uh, one of the newcomers on this roster, Keon Edwards out of Houston. Came to Nebraska though after spending a year at DePaul. Has been in Lincoln for a couple of months. Keon, welcome to the program. It's great to have you here on Off Court with Trey and Bryce. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for sure. Well, what do you guys have? Uh, start. You want to, who's starting us off here? Bryce, you going to start things off? Yes, sir. Well, Keon, you know, uh, being one of the top players uh, coming out of high school, uh, you know, uh, reclassing up uh, to go play at DePaul. If y'all didn't know, he was supposed to come to Legacy. I'm still mad at him for that, <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, you know what? What was it like uh, reclassing up, and what was DePaul like? And you know, uh, what's the di- what do you see different from at DePaul in here in Nebraska? Uh, well, my whole train of thinking that went into me reclassing up in the first place was like, let me go to a college program, get my body right, go to a college weight program. And just kind of give myself a leg up on the people that were going to be freshmen the next year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of accomplished that there. But the difference between here and there would definitely just be, like, the energy around the program. Like, ever since day one, things have kind of just been electric here from, like, the town to people that I encountered to just in the gym on the daily. Everything's just great energy, great vibes. Um, so you went to Hillcrest, right? Yep, yep. Uh, so how was that, um, playing with the um, players that you played with there? Uh, I felt like that kind of prepared me for college in itself because we had about eight D1 guys on that team. And most high school programs, you're not going to play with eight D1 guys. So I kind of had to fight for minutes in that program, too, which kind of is how things go in college because everybody's talented. Everybody can play. So that situation, I feel like prepared me for college, too. And so, Keon, I know uh, you, you got a limited opportunity to see the court last year with the way that your guys' schedule was basically <laughs> – blown up because of covid uh i think you played in five games last year but along with that game experience i mean you got to experience the day-to-day of being a high major college basketball player you had to get up the crack of dawn go to workouts and then do your classes and go to practice and, and do all that stuff watch film i mean so you talk about your experience at hillcrest that experience at DePaul. i mean this has got to kind of be you know just run-of-the-mill stuff for you right now, whereas most freshmen would have some adjustment in their first year playing college basketball. Now you've kind of already been through it all. Yeah, I feel like the adjustment process coming here definitely hasn't been like that of a typical freshman for me, mm-hmm. considering the like situations I've come from. And yeah, I had to go through the daily at DePaul plus a little extra because I was coming in. So I had I got there, had to go through a full quarantine. Then right after that is 5.30 plus practice plus an extra workout. Yeah, I was... Going to the ringer over there. Yeah, 5.30 pressure. I had 5.30. It wasn't we. <laughs> yeah, I had 5.30. That's OD. We've been at it for like uh, two months now. Um, you know, what growth, what things have you grown and what progressions have you seen yourself as, as a team that we made? Uh, as a team, I just feel like we become becoming one, which is like the key part of all teams that are like winning and stuff like that. And I feel like. A lot of that's taking place off the court, which translates to how we play on the court. Because, yeah, like I feel like our group of guys just kind of gels well, and we've all become like pretty good friends in a short amount of time. All right. 
Trey, I want you to speak on what Keon brings to the table a little bit. I mean, he's a versatile player. He's got he's tall, you know, six six seven. I think that's right. And uh, you know, he's he's an athletic player. But I hear all these reports about how he can go and knock down four or five straight three pointers. So I mean, like, what do you see from the the on court experience you've had with him as as what he could bring to the team this year? Um, I mean, just this year, just really um, catch and shoot. Um, a lot of catch and shoots, and really he'll definitely help us in transition because, um, I mean, he's super athletic, um, which I didn't really know because, I mean, when he came here, um, all the, the Coach Matt and all them told me was uh, he was just a shooter. And then, I mean, he get, he, de- he definitely can get off the ground super quick, so that, that was something that surprised me. But, yeah. It's not, I know, Bryce, you said that uh, you guys had a little bit of a, a dunk, a dunk, fest, after dunk fest after today's <laughs> practice. And yeah. Keon, what was he throwing down? Yeah, he was throwing down – Two foot one nails, um, dunking it OD hard, uh, quick. So yeah, he, he very explosive. So it's it's gonna be fine. So Keon, I know that you know, some people might not know this, but when you were originally a 2021 recruit, I mean, you were top 30 in the country at least according to the rivals rankings, and that kind of puts you right on the brink of like five star territory. Uh, I mean, you know, Bryce was right in that same range. Uh, when you look back. Was there any regrets about maybe just stay, staying in 21 and maybe pushing for McDonald's All-American, you know, earning that fifth star, all that kind of those accolades that come with being top-level high school recruit? Or, or did that experience that you went through at DePaul, while you know, it may not have been exactly what you had hoped, did that kind of outweigh all the, the glory that comes with uh, staying in 21? I feel like if I had stayed in 21, I'd have been, like, competing for, like, accolades. But in the long run, I don't feel like it would have made me much better. Mm. I feel like the my parents and my household has always done a great job of pushing me to making decisions that help me grow as a player and as a person. And I feel like every situation I went to was more for my growth instead of rankings and stuff like that. So, I mean, this is a, a roster that's pretty loaded. I mean, you guys are 10, 11, 12 deep this year, uh, and there's a lot to be figured out with that rotation. What what are your goals for your role this year? I mean, what, what do you foresee your impact being on this team? Uh, I feel like I can do whatever's needed of me, really, pretty much, because I, I'm a versatile player. I see myself as like a Swiss Army knife. I can really do whatever's asked of me. So whatever it is that's needed for me that game, if I – I got to go out there and get 10 rebounds. I could do that. If it's, I got to go out there and knock shots down, I feel like I could do that. Mm-hmm. If it's, I got to go out there and finish transition, I could do that. So it's whatever is needed to me, I'm willing to go do. Nice. And, Trey, I'm sure that fits right in with kind of the, the, the chemistry you guys have been building with, you know, guys that it's not about, you know, your whole slogan this year is we over me, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, it seems like Keon's got that and then some. No, definitely. Um, especially, like, last year, um, it was either we had a shooter or we had um, – Someone who was super athletic, um, mm-hmm. knew how to get in transition. I mean, Keon's a um, mix of both. So, I mean, it's definitely exciting. <laughs> Keon, what's different about this team from your first team at DePaul when you kind of compare two Division One programs, two teams, two styles? I mean, what, what really jumps out about Nebraska versus your previous program? Uh, the positivity on the daily because, like, you know, like every kind of college program goes through their ups and downs throughout the season, but, like, and throughout workouts on the daily and stuff like that, but – I feel like this group of guys has really done a good job of holding each other accountable and keeping like each other's heads high and stuff like that. Well, you were born in Houston. You just spent the last year in Chicago. Now you're in Lincoln, Nebraska. What are your impressions of the university and the city of Lincoln? And has it been an adjustment just with the uh, hustle and bustle compared to those previous locations? 
I mean, in a weird way, Lincoln feels more like Houston to me than Chicago because Chicago is kind of like yeah. New York style kind of city. It feels kind of cramped and stuff like that. Houston's so big, so it's all spread out. So Lincoln feels more like Houston than Chicago. So I've loved it so far. Nice. Well, guys, we're, we're going to continue with Keon here later. He's going to join us for the mailbag segments in the show. Uh, this segment, once again, sponsored by A1 Automotive, located in downtown Lincoln. Thank you to A1 Automotive for being a proud sponsor here of this segment on Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. All right, when we come back on the show, another Husker teammate is going to join Trey and Bryce. This time, uh, Derek Walker will join the program here as Uh, We'll hear from him next. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to another edition of Off Court. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett with Trey and Bryce McGowans as this segment of the program brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers on 56th and Pine Lake. They're the proud outfitter of Trey and Bryce McGowans here on Off Court as they will be dressing these guys up here this year with some suits and ties and getting them ready for the uh, 2021-22 basketball season. But guys, we're pleased to uh, bring in another guest here, uh, Kansas City native that started out his career um, playing for Tennessee, had a very successful run in the NCAA tournament when he was at Tennessee, but Derek Walker uh, joining us here on the program and we were talking off air you got to be missing some of that gates barbecue and kansas city barbecue we'll get a chance to go back home here um over, over this break yes sir man it's an honor to be here man is gates your spot what what, what, is, what is your go-to spot if you're um, gonna get barbecue when you go back home where do you go probably gates mm-hmm. give me a mixed plate and then what do you want a mixed plate yes yeah get a mixed plate or a sandwich or something like that <laughs> gotta get some strawberry soda Nice. Get the you go to the state line gates or the one that's like more downtown or the like the headquarter the one? one? Uh, more downtown, yeah. Yeah, you have to. But there's one in Independence too, so they're all kind of like 15 minutes away from my crib. So just kind of just wherever you at, you mm-hmm. know. We need to get them to sponsor get get you an oh, NIL deal with Gates. I would love that. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, I gotta work that out. So how long are you gonna be gone? Uh, I'm about two weeks, but um, I haven't decided when I was going to leave yet. I might stick around for a little bit, get some more extra work, and then just head home for a few days just to see my family or whatnot. Well, D-Walk, you one of the, you know, the most unselfish player I've ever played with. Um, you know, the biggest, uh, I would say, one of the best leaders I ever played with. And, you know, I appreciate you um, coming in, well, me coming in, uh, you know, just welcoming me with open arms. You know, pushing me to, uh, you know, be really be great. You know, communicate uh, and just talking. You know, that's a key part of winning. And you, you know, trying trying to get it out of me. You know, you you, you get out of me sometimes. <laughs> we're still working on it. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah. I just really, I really just thank you. But um, talk about your journey. Um, you know, being one of the top players out of Missouri, uh, being a Peach Jam champion, right? Yes, sir. And then just going to Tennessee and, you know, end up in, you now you're here. Um, I'm just start with the leadership piece first, you know. Um, and that kind of started with me and Mo Can, you know. Um, I didn't always talk, you know. I was 
wanted to do was come in the gym, didn't say nothing. So when I was going through the Mocan times, like there was this, this guy named Pat Modoon, and he would literally just point and talk about everything he was doing, and that kind of just rubbed off on me. And it's like um, leadership is something that can be learned, and and I, if I can pass any trait down to you, um, I'll do my best to do that. You know, um, especially with that Mocan group. You know, I played with Mike and Trey. You know. Yeah. You're not gonna get that many shots. You know, you're not gonna be that <laughs> dog. So for me, I had to, you know, I had to learn how to just, you know, you just work hard, get everything out the mud, you know. Um, and that's why I learned how to be selfless. That's, you know, how I learned how to be unselfish. Um, and you know, when you do that, you you still get a highlight, you know, right. because even if you're not putting things on paper, the intangible things is sometimes what matters to win a game. So for me, it's just um, if I can make you better. I'm gonna do that. You know, yeah. it'll be it'll be selfish of me to have knowledge and not share it. Yeah. You know, um so from there my time in Tennessee, you know, um we had a group full of leaders, you know, and that's where I want us to be here in Nebraska, a group mm -hmm. full of leaders, you know, we had everyone that could start. We had 10, 12 dudes and everyone could be a starter and we have that here. So it's like for for us if you have everyone that can start, everyone that can be a leader in any given moment it's anybody's time, you know, and and that's where I feel like we can be really good at because we have that here, we have that talent, we have all the athleticism. But um, right now we're we're lacking the team leadership part where everyone can step up and say something, you know, and we can be really good at that here. All right. Um. So t really, just tell me about your time in Tennessee, um, like things you learned, and then what was really like coming out of high school, the thing that really sold Tennessee. Um. So when I first was getting recruited, um, they just told me it was going to be hard work. You know, they just told me nothing was going to be given to me. It's going to be hard work. And I'd rather you tell me that than tell me, hey, you're going to come in, you're going to get 30 shots, you're going to, you feel me? I, I want to, I come from a place where I, I want to work for where everything I have. And we had a group of, a group of young men who, who showed me how to put in the work and they helped me along the way, you know. Um, and it's the small things like my diet, you know, um, just my treatment, getting extra shots up, um, and even just going hard in practice, you know. Um, I didn't always want to go hard. I would take plays off. And when you got someone that's alongside you, that's uh, pushing you, making you go hard, um, it, it helps you out. You know, we had a team full of grown men. At the end of the day, we had a common goal, and that was to win. We were picked bottom of the SEC my freshman year in one conference that year. So when I say um, anything is achievable, as long as we come together and do the little things and stay together, we can we can be number one. We can we can make it to the tournament because I've been there and I've seen that. So Derek, we talked about this a little bit last week, and I really liked the answer you gave. But you know, when when guys that played last year look back on what that season was and how hard it was, I mean, they, everybody went through stuff, but you went through a lot more than most with, uh, you know, the suspension to start the year, not knowing when you were going to be able to play. And then the COVID shut down after your very first game, finally getting to play and then having to come back and play in whatever 15 games in you know, 30 days or whatever it was. Uh, just maybe recap that experience and all that adversity that you had to go through. And what did that do for you as a player and as a person to make you better going, in, going into this year? First off, man, it just it gives you a lot of time to think. You know, um, during that time, I 
I just had to find myself, you know. Um, I couldn't worry about what the public and media would say. I just knew I had to come in every day and practice hard and just make my teammates better because the position I put myself in, I did it. No one else did it to me, I did it. So for me as a grown man, I have to accept that, acknowledge it, and move forward and learn from it. You know, so for me, um, especially after the first game <laughs> and having to sit, you know, uh, it's just just staying consistent, you know, staying consistent to yourself, staying consistent to your teammates, you know, and for me, it's just whether it's talking, getting on the floor, playing hard, getting a rebound, you know, um, I'm going to do that because, like I said, it could be anyone's night, you know. I want to get you shots on, on offense. I want to I wanna be in my right spot on defense, and it's a team game, you know. Um, I'm not my best if my teammates are at their best, so for me, my teammates showed me a lot of love throughout that process, and they didn't they didn't let me hold my head. So if they're not gonna let me hold my head, I'm not gonna drop my head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, that love aspect, they helped me get through all of that. Nice. Now, Trey, from the outside perspective, when Derek finally did get on the court, it seemed like you guys improved significantly, especially on offense and just the flow in the half court. Having him at the five to be able to operate out of the high post, it just seemed that everything just kind of clicked at a higher level when Derek was out there. From your perspective, how big of a difference did having Derek out there make for you guys? Um, really just having a presence to where you can throw it into. Um, and, I mean, Derek can make the right decision. Um, I mean, Derek is a playmaker out of pick and roll, pick and pop. Um, I mean, he can make passes out the post. Mm-hmm. And another thing, just being able to put Ladder to um, forward position mm-hmm. to where he can play his own position. Mm-hmm. Um, it just helped um, everything go a lot smoother. And then, like Derek talked about, there's that extra that, that leadership um, that we needed. Now, Derek, you mentioned that at Tennessee you had a team full of leaders. I look at this roster, uh, it seems like you have a lot of potential to have that here. And you got Trey, you got Kobe, you got Lat. I mean, you got a bunch of veteran players uh, yourself and some young guys. You mentioned Q is one of the mm-hmm. most vocal leaders yeah. on the team. Uh, I mean, do you see kind of the, the same type of, I guess, ability to have that full team leadership that you had at Tennessee at Nebraska? Yeah, we're getting there, you know. Um, some dudes are young. Some dudes been in different programs, you know, where they didn't um, have to step up at any times, you know. And like I said, being a leader is something that can be taught, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I wasn't always a leader. I, I wasn't always making the right decision, decisions. So for me, it's just teaching these young guys to just be comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know. Um like for Bryce, he's probably never had to talk. And for me, I just, you know, I understand that. So it's like, I don't, I know you're not going to get it in a day. I know you're not going to get it in a week. But if you just work on it and you, and you, and you show that you're trying, um, one day you'll be fully there. So for me, it's just everyone has the talent. You know, everyone can jump. Everyone can shoot. So it's just pulling out those intangible things that go into winning, you know. Um, Trey, I used to tell Trey last year, you know, like, he's so fast, you know, when he gets the ball and he gets to the paint and he mm-hmm. just stops and slows down, he always makes the right decision. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just figuring out your teammates. It's figuring out your teammates' tendencies. And, you know, as the more time we spend with each other, we'll learn that more about each other. And coming into August, we're going we gonna to have a lot of more leaders coming into August. You know, we had a really good two last days and people are starting to come out their shell. So it's going to be a really fun time. All right, we want you to stick around here, Derek. Uh, we're, you and Keon are going to join Bryce and Trey 
um, in the mailbag. We've got a couple mailbag segments, and we found out it's a lot of fun to have all you guys on here together. So stick around when we come back. Keon's going to rejoin us as well. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to this edition of Off Court. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey and Bryce McGowans joined in studio by Husker basketball players Keon Edwards um, and Derek Walker as they just both told their stories uh, to Bryce and Trey. And now we want them to be a part of the mailbag, this segment of the show is brought to you by Slim Chickens. Uh, two locations in Lincoln, Bill Hooks and the crew, proud sponsors of the show. Uh, there's one right over there by Costco um, off of Pine Lake Road and 14th and another one off of 84th and Old Cheney um, right across from Lincoln Christian High School. So get on in, uh, Bryce and Trey, and the Nebraska basketball players have definitely checked out uh, Slim Chickens um, since Bill and the guys came up here, and, and they are a proud sponsor of this segment on off court now it's time for the mailbag robin what do you have to start this crew off with we have all four mics going so it's going to be a pretty free-flowing segment for you yes this will be good so the very first question this one's going to get a little deep here let's just strictly from a basketball perspective what was the most difficult setback you've had to overcome and how did you overcome it uh the most difficult setback it was probably what i what was the sophomore year that i broke my wrist and my forearm mm. yeah How'd you do it? Uh, upper state game. Uh, we were on a run, like a, a scoring run, like uh, fourth quarter scoring run. Um, I was going, had a fast break dunk, and I came off the rim wrong, and I just boom. So how long were you out? I, mm, I was out for like, I would say th- three months. but uh, And then it was AAU season, so um, – I wouldn't say I was I was supposed to come back, but I came back early because it was our first uh, tournament, and I was like, I can't miss it. So it, it went good, though. Me and my dad, you know, we were working on all left-hand stuff, uh, a lot of footwork. So, nice. so probably, probably made you better because you got that left hand going a little yep, bit more. got the left hand right. Nice. All right, Trey, how about you? Setback? I don't think I really have one. <laughs> I broke my wrist when I was like, young. I broke. I think I broke – Morris twice. Not sure if it was both or not. I think it was both, but um What about last year? I mean you had to sit out a month yeah, in the middle of the I season. I guess you could say COVID <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, was that was a setback rough. for everybody. Yeah, it was kinda rough getting back. Yeah. But I don't feel like I had like a true setback that um like nobody else had. True, true. All right, Keon, how about you? Uh mine was definitely when I first got to the Paul that two week quarantine mm. and coming back from that. Cause I don't think I've ever taken two weeks off of basketball completely. And I was just trapped in the room, can't do nothing. And I come out in full swing of things and go. What did you do for two weeks in your room? Uh, <laughs> binge watched a lot of Netflix shows. What was your shows, your favorite shows? Uh, at that time, I don't know what I was watching. I don't even know what I was watching at that time, yeah. But you got through a few series? Yeah, a few. <laughs> All right. Derek, how about you? Uh, for me, of course, it was my suspension. Mm. 
you know, uh, just having to sit that half a year um, and then having to play one game to sit another two weeks to almost a month before we could get back. But, um, you know, it worked out. Um, I got through it, and I'm still here today. Okay. <laughs> Trey, I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but people still want to know uh, other guys on the roster, whether it be young guys or newcomers or whatever, uh, is there anybody that you're looking to that could have a breakout year this year that maybe people aren't talking a lot about? I'm going to say probably that. Mm. Uh, we're probably going to see a different side than um, we kind of got to see last year because Lab played the five um, until Derek got back. And, I mean, like I said, when um, Derek came back, I mean, Lab was just in his natural position. And, um, I mean, he had 20 against ha- at half um, against Rutgers. He finished with 25. And mm-hmm. then we, we actually talked about this last night. <laughs> He said um, his legs started hurting, so he he didn't play like 15 minutes to the second half. Wow. And then he said he was already at 25, so he was like, nah. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going to stay over here on the side. So, um, I mean, just I'm just really excited to see the strides that um, Lat made. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, Bryce, I know you, you've only been here a few months, but anybody caught your eye during these early workouts? I mean, it could be, could be an older guy that maybe you didn't know much about or, or a young guy that, that joined you in the 21 class? Uh, really, everybody's impressed me. They shown they shown me a side that I didn't, I really didn't know they had. Uh, like everybody has, but um, like Trey said, uh, Trey uh, Lat came with us for was it for like a week? Uh, he worked out with us for a week. Um, and I saw some stuff I ain't never seen. Lat, I ain't know he had. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just really uh, being able to see him, you know, get out of his comfort zone. I would, I guess, I would say, or you know pull whatever he had out the bag uh it was it was good nice. how about you keon uh i'm gonna go with my boy eduardo nice. eduardo eduardo andre yeah i just really feel like yeah he brings certain things to the table like great timing on blocks and stuff like that and i know he had a pretty good year last year but i just i'm expecting to see more of that see him have a real good year this year nice and Derek, how about you um I mean, everyone shows sparks, you know. Um, for me, I'm just ready for everyone to just just let it go and Facts. just come out, you know, and just, just be us. But Well, being, being a big, I mean, obviously they've mentioned, um, you know, Eduardo. I know Wilhelm has gotten mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. a lot of talk. Uh, out of that front court, who, who, who has kind of caught your eye? Um, I mean, Eduardo's really good, but... Will, when he first came in, I, I was excited because he, he, he started pushing me off screens and being real physical. So, yeah, that, nice. that, that got me really excited. You know, um, I love him to be pushed, man. Get on this court and push me, man. Let's, let's battle, man. Let's be physical. Nice. All right, next question is, uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about, you know, how Delano was talking about the, the NBA, uh, the similarities between the workouts you guys do. Uh, at Nebraska and what he went through in, in the draft. So of those practice drills that you guys are doing right now, especially in the summer when it's not so much like opponent scout work and stuff like that, what is your favorite drill in practice? Like whether it's the most competitive or the one that you're the best at or, or what it may be. Scrimmaging. Yeah, all the competitions, man. How do you guys but... scrimmage? Like, I mean, do you go to a point? Like, do you play to 11 or 21? Or how's that work? Times. Yeah, most of the times it's times. But uh, there's times where we'll, we will go to um, maybe 15 or um, just in practice, quick game to 10. But most of it, um, there's time. Maybe we run a four-minute game or something like that. But 
things get pretty heated? I mean, because you got yeah. a bunch of alpha competitors on this team. I mean, uh, I'm sure, especially when you're mixing up teams and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that uh, w- is there any sc- scrimmages in particular that stand out to you, Derek? Over, I mean, you've been here the longest. Any, whether it's this team or previous teams where, you know, maybe guys had to take a little bit of a break because things got so hot? Um, nah, man, Towards the, especially towards the end of this summer, man, we've been competing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when we got guys at every rotation, I mean, every position on the court, you know, it brings a lot of competition, and these guys are really good at that. For Keon and Bryce, uh, is there something that Coach Hoiberg has taught you? Because uh, I know he's he's got a quite a bag full of, you know, tips and tricks and stuff like that that can really improve your game quickly. Is there anything that he's taught you guys that – uh, has, has maybe made a, an immediate difference in whether it's your shot, your footwork, or uh, how your how your view on plays or, or anything like that. Really, I would I would just say like the play style. I I love to play do like the play style we play with. He's taught like footwork. He's he's worked like right when I came in, we worked on footwork. I would say almost like literally twenty four seven. So. Um, so a lot of footwork, mm-hmm. you know, defensive schemes, uh, how to like move offensively. Um, but yeah, that just this is the play. I love play, the play style of it. What about you, Keon? Uh, yeah, from day one, we talked a lot of detail work, like footwork and stuff like that. And at the time, like when he's teaching you, you just try to listen and like stay like into it. But you might not always like like see the mental correlation to it at the time but then once you get to playing you apply it and it just works he just like yeah everything he's taught me so far has i've seen instant correlations to it when we play okay and i like this question uh this one is a twofold two-parter so who is the most difficult player you've ever had to guard in a game and this can be any level this can be in college high school or au whatever it may be and then the next part is, uh, who is the best defender you've gone up against offensively? Trey, we'll start with you. Honestly, there ain't been no defender um, that was tough, honestly. Um, but the hardest player to guard, I wouldn't say it would be one hardest player, but I would say um, Virginia. Um, just because, I mean, when they had Kyle Guy and mm, – With that zone. Was it Ty Jerome? Yeah. I mean – they have Hunter that year, too? Yeah, they had all them. But um, my main guys were um, Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy. So it was just really just chasing them around screens all day. And then, I mean, they're such smart, smart players. Um, they would say you jump a screen, they're going to read it. So mm-hmm. you really just got to play it honest. And if they hit a tough shot, then they hit a tough shot. So I imagine that that's probably one of the toughest teams to play in general with the way they play defense. I mean, holding teams into the 50s. And then just how, like you said, how smart they are on offense. Is that probably the – as far as whole team scout is concerned, one of the more difficult matchups you've had to go up against? Uh, I wouldn't say that because really their offense, like when we played them, it only went um, through them. So, mm. I mean, especially when they like kind of run them up against each other um, from baseline to baseline, um, you just really got to pick and choose how you want to play it. But, I mean, at the same time, you got to switch it up um, so they don't kind of get comfortable. All right, guys, hold this thought. We're going to continue the mailbag segment here next. Take a break and come back and close the show. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Final segment here of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans, Sean Callahan, Robin Washhead of HuskerOnline.com as we've got a full house here as the Nebraska basketball team is eagerly waiting to go on their break here before classes start. Keon Edwards and Derek Walker joining Trey and Bryce as we take questions in the mailbag. This segment of Off Court brought to you by Lazari's Pizza on 48th and Old Cheney. Go visit Seth and Greg, uh, proud supporters of Nebraska basketball and of Off Court as we hopefully get those guys back up here after the break. Um, to, to bring some pizzas in for the next show. So get into Lazari's. It is your New York pizzeria in Lincoln um, on 48th and Old Cheney. We're going to pick it back up here, Robin. Mailbag time. I know you were in the middle of one. Can you pick up where we just left off? Right. So we're going to continue. Trey gave his answer in the last segment. But the two-fold question of the most difficult player you've had to guard in the game and the best defender you've gone up with offensively. Bryce, what's your answers? Best player I had to guard, I wouldn't say there was a – I mean, probably in college, uh, I might, you know what I mean? I probably have to give one, but in hardest player, I mean. Toughest I mean you went player. up against, like, potential lottery picks, like at the Iverson deal and, like, at, during your AAU career and then obviously at Legacy. Anybody jump out for you from there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence. All right, how about the best defender? Who, who, best defender? Who's been the best defender you've had to that, go up against? That I had to go up against or, like, that I've seen? No, that you've had to go up against. That, that has matched up with you one-on-one with the ball in your hands. Yeah, but I was 30. Ain't nobody locking me up. Ain't nobody locking down me up. All right. Oh, no. It's fair. All right. I just hoop, man. That's I just <laughs> play. Okay, Keon, how about you? Due to my limited college basketball experience, kick it back to high school, sophomore year, closely related to Chris Johnson, NBA trainer. Mm-hmm. So I go to when I'm in LA, I go to his open runs and stuff like that. And there's always multiple NBA guys there. And me being me, I had made a couple shots. I got talking trash <laughs> to uh, what's his name? What's his name? Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, that he- didn't go well. For me. <laughs> yeah, I know he didn't go well. <laughs> What did what, what, you say to him? I made a couple shots, and I was all like, you're going to have to play some defense, my oh, guy. Yeah, no. and then just me. me. Yeah, then, yeah. That, he then he started the playing switch. defense, and then he started playing <laughs> offense, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's dude's name? I had to play against him in open runs. Uh, Ramsey. He played for Texas Tech. Jemias. Yeah, I had to guard him in open runs. Okay, so that's that's your answer for hardest player to guard? Both. Both? <laughs> that boy, defense will stop. <laughs> All right. So, Derek, oh Derek, you went up against some of the best bigs in the country last year uh, uh, in the Big Ten, then obviously in the SEC. And you know, in the UIBL, No, no drop and the UIBL. Uh, what are your answers for those? Um, Man, I've seen some guys. Um, Kofi was definitely – that's a lot of dudes. You know, right it was huge. So I really just have to be focused on my footwork, you know. But um, DeAndre Aiden was one of them. Um, Don Maker was one of them. Um, Ivan Rab. A lot of guys out there that, you know. But I got the job done. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, what's what's going through your head? You're you're sitting there at center court, ready to tip off, and you got seven foot one, two hundred eighty five pound dude standing across from you. I mean. How are you mentally preparing yourself for the next 40 minutes? Uh, my footwork is better than his. So, I mean, I'm going to just – I'll beat you with my feet every time. I'm not going to try and get into a 
physical matchup with you, you're huge. So, nah, yeah, I'm going to just use my footwork and my speed. Can, can footwork, speed, and leverage combat that? Because, I mean, obviously he was one of the big ones, but dude at Purdue, the seven-foot-four guy that was on the, uh, the, the, I can't remember what national team, Canadian national team. Uh, I mean, that's a, just a massive size discrepancy there. But have you found that if you get the right leverage and you are attack first and make it initiate contact first, that you can kind of counter that a little bit and still hold your own? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, there's ways around it, man. But honestly, footwork is being one of the biggest ones, you know. Um, yeah, you got to be somewhat physical, but, um, you know, you just got to push them out. You know, the closer they are to the rim, the easier it is for them to score. So they really, if you push them out to 15, 16 feet, you, you got to make them think. You got to mm-hmm. make them pass the ball. So just get them out their comfort zone so you can be comfortable. Okay. All right, next question here, kind of along the same lines. Uh, I mean, last year there was no fans in the stands, so there wasn't much to take away from that. But going back over the course of your career, what's the most intimidating, or maybe not intimidating, but like electric venue you've had to play as a member of the visiting team? So the the most hostile uh, road venue you've played against. Trey, you start. Road venue, probably somewhere in the ACC. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean... I'm going to lie, I'm looking forward to the Big Ten, though. Um, I mean, the thing, based on things I heard, um, Big Ten, I mean, as far as attendance, I think, is it number one conference? Dude? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got you know, Nebraska's I mean, Kentucky. Kentucky's like in a league of its own with the size of the arena, but yeah, the Big yeah. Ten top but, to I mean, bottom from, from is From a conference standpoint, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Nebraska's top ten in the country, and they haven't really had a winning season in a long time. Yeah, uh, that kind of goes across the conference too. But no, nah, I probably want to play. Um, I mean, Michigan State probably. It's probably the who I'm looking forward to play. Well, just really at the yeah. arena, not really looking forward to play. So them. you said the ACC. Which one did you play? Both at Duke and Carolina. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Duke gym is low-key weak. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's little, right? Yeah. It's like six, eight thousand seats. I mean, the, the the crowd's right on you, but like, yeah, what? What? I guess. The why, why do you stiff. say? Why? Why? Why do you say it's it's low key weak? Cause I was just expecting, because like you know, sure. you watch it on TV, sure. you think it's like way different. You walked in there, gym so little, <laughs> but nah, the, probably the toughest. I would say Syracuse, mm. um, but it's just dome. like a mixture of everything. I, I mean, the dome's hard to shoot in. Yeah, um, and then I mean, it, it gets pretty loud in there. For sure, and it, it got an echo because it's a dome. Okay, I got a Duke question for all you guys. Are, are, is Duke going to be Duke without Coach K in the future? Or do, you, do you see them gradually dropping? Or, I mean, as far as prospects, interests, I mean, what, what are your guys' thoughts on Duke without Coach K long term? No, I think they're going to be straight. They'll still be a top five brand, top ten brand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they might go through a rebuild period. Yeah, Duke's Duke. I mean, that is tough, though, to replace a guy like Coach K. He's going to be around, I feel. He's going to be around. Be you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Derek, you played in a lot of different places, and you know Kentucky. you've got to at least experience some Big Kentucky. Ten venues. Oh, yeah, playing, with playing in Kentucky at Rupp. It's one of the. But, but just just describe that. Oh, you scene. played in Kentucky. Like, yeah, it's like thirty thousand there, right? Yeah, I, I don't think it's that big, but because um, our arena at Tennessee was like twenty one thousand, but um, you know we were like top twenty five, number one. So you know that that game was just a battle you know um because they held the lead actually for most of that game and we came back under like two minutes so yeah they were yeah they hate rocky top and we hate the <laughs> Cats, you know so yeah that was really fun all right and bryce keon do you guys got any from 
I mean, you don't, you don't have much, I mean, this college level, but what about like high school venues? I know you've talked about some of those, those state championship or state tournament games. Right. They got pretty wild. Yeah, they were, they were fun, but we were always the whole team, uh, the home, home team, team because like we were like 25, 20 minutes away from the ven, like the air the sure. arena. Sure. The, the team we always played was, uh, Tyler Rice and, uh, Ridgeview. Ridgeview, yeah, I'm tripping. Oh, we we mopped them. <laughs> <laughs> we played Ridgeview every like my years. We played them all the time in Upper State. So Bryce got a picture um, from when we we beat them to go to Upper State. Trey was like this, and I was in the back doing the dunk with him. <laughs> that joke was nice. Yeah, that it was, was tough. tough. All right, Keon, what about you? Frame. Uh, last year, like college basketball, I kind of got like the whole season when I got there, but none of the stadiums had fans. But yeah. the only team that we played against that had fans there was Creighton and they were in there packed out <laughs> and proud but that was an experience so you're probably the only one that's played against Creighton with fans in the stands the, uh, on the team right mm-hmm. I guess so yeah because Derek I mean you you were there but I don't know I remember um, playing Mississippi I think and it was a close game, and they end up, like, at the end of the game, they start throwing, like, cups and popcorn, whatever they had in their hands, they start throwing it at us on the court. <laughs> do, you, do you guys notice a difference when they serve alcohol in an arena oh, versus yeah. when they don't? I mean, is it, like, like okay? The crowd's <laughs> way more into it. You hear a lot. Tennessee Tennessee did, right? I know they added oh. to football. Did they do it at basketball games? Honestly, I'm not sure. I, I couldn't tell you. Nebraska's never served alcohol in, in their venue, and it could come down the road. And it's crazy because I thought they did when I first got here. <laughs> like these people here, are crazy. Like, no, nah, they don't. I'm like, y'all out here wild. <laughs> <laughs> they just go across the street to the yeah. gate 25 or Longwells before the game, I right. guess. Here's one. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Nebraska basketball history. I know it's limited. Uh, but as far as guys that were in the league um, that, that came from Nebraska, I mean, obviously Tron Lou, Eric Strickland, those types of guys, uh, is there anybody that you – either knew about before you came to Nebraska or, um, you know, guys like Isaiah Roby in the league right now. I mean, did you, do you watch them just knowing that they're from Nebraska? Like, does that have any ties for you guys at all that, you know, that you're a Husker, they're former Huskers. And, and do, do you follow them just because of that? You know, I'm a start, you know, cause I, you know, just coming in and I would, I would, I never really thought about it, but yeah, now I'm a start, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be tuned in for sure. Did you? I mean, you worked at that uh, camp this past weekend when Thomas came out, and you got to. Did you talk yeah, to I Isaiah talked at to all? I talked to him. No, yeah, we definitely talked to him. What, what were your impressions? Had you known him much at all before that? Um, no. kind of from a distance. Well, I kind of knew him from a distance. Um, just from him kind of watching us. Um, and then Instagram or so whatnot. But I mean, never really got a chance to speak to him in person. Um, or whatnot. So, really, just talk talk to me about um, really the last season. Mm-hmm. Um just how hard it is to win um, or, or whatnot or things like that. But um, really just fighting through adversity. Um, it's going to be ups and downs. Um, just remember the um, main goal. Uh, for me, um, I kind of know some Nebraska alums. Um, Siobhan Shields, mm-hmm. 
uh, Benny Parker, um, Mike Jacobson. I actually played with him in high school. So nice. kind of know a little bit about Nebraska. Sure, sure. Well, guys, um, this has been fun. I know everyone's getting excited to get back home. You guys get a little break here. We are going to tape a show next week, and Trey and Bryce are going to join us for some phone interviews. But Robin and I are going to host kind of a, a vacation edition of Off That's Court right. with Trey and Bryce McGowns and bring in some basketball guests. And Trey and Bryce will join us from home and give us a lay of the land on how things are going at home. But uh, Keon, um, guys, it, it's been really, really fun. Derek, it's been fun. Uh, thank you guys for coming up here and enjoy your time off here. Appreciate y'all, yes, my guys. Yeah, Appreciate like y'all said, coming. It's an honor, man. I've been waiting to get on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now you know you made it. You made it on Off Court. Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.